There's the Top Gun theme. There's <laughs> Top Gun. Never has that fallen upon her human ears. Oh, you've heard it. <laughs> and then there's Highway to Down. Take my breath away. Chum, chum, chum. And then there's Chum, chum, chum. There's also You've Lost That Love well, Feeling. Mm. Yeah, they sing it too. I mean, I know they sing it, but it, I don't want to go Damn like, and they oh, yeah, that sing song of oh, Top Gun. This is too long for an intro thing. I think it's solid. What I like about, I think I only found out the lyrics to that song, and that's Kenny Loggins, right? Uh, no, that's Righteous Brothers. Danger no, 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 zone. not that the, the the other one. Danger uh, zone. I yes. only found out that the lyrics were literally "Highway to the Danger Zone," like within the past like three months. It's like all I hear is like, yeah, and the, it's funny because like the, a lot of times with songwriting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't want to do too much reiterating, but it's like the verses are like him explaining him. He's like revving up the engine, something, 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 something. We'll have to listen again. What sure. do, uh, does he also explain the limits and like the parameters of the danger zone? Like where does that zone end? What borders the danger zone? No, I mean the northern border, the southern the, border, the sea, the oceanic border. It's the danger zone. There's not a lot of rules. <laughs> Welcome to your inner childish idiot <laughs> podcast, where we revisit things from your childhood and. F-14 just flew by. He buzzed your tower, Damon. What's up? Maverick! <laughs> I only know that from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what happens, right? I imagine. Also, I'm DJ. This is Damon. Hi. I'm host I, this I, podcast. Am, I am me. Um, Top Gun, very special film for you? Uh, no. I am a homosexual man, so <laughs> I have no, little to no interest in Top Gun but I do have a story about it. Oh, okay. Go on. I was a young woman. Uh, I hadn't uh, known the touch of a man yet. No, I... Uh, <laughs> when I was a freshman in college... Picking uh, rose petals. And an <laughs> elderly man approached. Um, I was... We were randomly paired with, um, you know, roommates in college. Yeah. As is standard, unless you know someone. Um, and... Like a situational comedy, they paired me, a nerdy, a fastidious, effete, effeminate, <laughs> uh, homosexual, uh, with a uh, heteronormative football player. Sure. Uh, so who actually? So your college had football players. See, that's where you we went did. Wrong. Don't get don't get the wrong idea that we had a football team that was worth anything. Okay. Um, but. Um, in a way, I learned something that year because Brandon was a really nice guy. Oh, okay. But what he, it's as he if was just playing offended. sports doesn't automatically make <laughs> right. you an it's asshole. It's almost like <laughs> you shouldn't judge. I almost think of it as like prejudging <laughs> um, people based on their interests. I would say don't judge a magazine by the picture on the front. That is a good uh, turn of phrase, and I like mm-hmm. that it's catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when Brandon found out that I had not seen Top Gun, uh, he was mortified in a way that I had never seen with uh, Top Gun. I'd seen it with E.T., mm. uh, and I'd seen it with like people's wedding videos, but not with, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't that seen my wedding be, video, you bro? You haven't seen it? You sit down right now. <laughs> watching it right now. Um, this is my, my mother crying because <laughs> she didn't really like Jake. In my friend's defense, though, I have friends whose wedding videos made a hundred million the first weekend. Wow! So wow, you know, and that's just in eleven hundred theaters across the country. That's so a you know you, you want to fucking joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so Brandon showed me Top Gun. I literally could not tell you anything about the plot. I know that they are um, men who ride planes uh, in military training their guns. Camp. Are not on the bottom, I'll tell you that much. Now, are they on the middle? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, maybe at the beginning of the movie, but by the end. <laughs> but by the end, the climax is them reaching that next level, which is, of course, 
The toppest. The top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel and, like there's more there that I don't know about. Uh, and I know that uh, America's favorite lesbian, Kelly McGillis, mm-hmm. is in it. Sure. At and, least for a time. <laughs> it's a tough, you know, that those primary campaigns get heated. There can only be one. <laughs> Just Ellen DeGeneres and Kelly McGillis fighting on a Scottish yeah. mountaintop. <laughs> um, and Tom Cruise, young Tom Cruise, before, no, after he got his teeth fixed. Oh, yeah. Um, I think. But, I mean, I can't tell you, like, what actually happens, except, like, Anthony Edwards doesn't make it out. You got a very handsome Val Kilmer in there. Oh, right. And that weird, the, the, well, there's that. <laughs> I hope the audio got that. I, that, um, I didn't like that even just now. Mm, I did it to myself. But there's also that very, I'm sure the scene that launched a thousand homosexuals of that fucking volleyball scene. The, the what, is that? Hug, what is the, that? The bro hug with the, they use fists instead of oh, cause there's, hands to pass. Because even when you're showing affection to another man, you have to hurt him in some way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, that's the only story I got with Top Gun. But I know it means a lot to you as a man who exclusively has sex with women. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was college. <laughs> um, this, uh, as someone born in the early 80s, you know, heteronormative, like all the, all the it's like. It's not a competition, DJ. We've talked about this before. I don't have, I couldn't, I couldn't collect any more advantages and put them in my pocket. <laughs> but uh, this, I mean, had a very large, like it shaped my life for a short period of it time. It shaped yeah. your life? I mean, I was what, like five or something when it came out, right? Four or five. But like, you know, watching it, I don't, I, I don't, I think I probably was too young to, maybe I saw it in the theater, but I don't remember that. But right. I definitely When does like, this come out? 86? Yeah, maybe 85, 86, something like that. 87, maybe. When did um, we have the technology to make a gun that's on top? Um, well, it was invented in a lab in the 70s, but it wasn't until the late 80s, Nikolai mid-80s. Tesla. <laughs> no, but I mean, I wanted to be a fighter pilot after this. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I could still, you know. What I happened to that dream? Well, Colorblind? You're colorblind? Uh, the, the pacifism kicked in, and that kind of... <laughs> oh, you don't want to kill a bunch of people? Well, actually, what happened was I saw Karate Kid, and then I wanted no. to be... I don't know, a fighter for a professional fighter. <laughs> I just wanted to wear the clothes, honestly. I you wanted just wanted to a loose bathrobe that you could wear yeah. and fight in. Yeah. And then I realized that I, th- I told this story in the Karate Kid podcast, but I realized you had to like not wear shoes. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Mm, <laughs> no, no thanks. Um, what about an ankle sock? No, it's barefoot. Okay. No, just bare. No. Oh, and then I got to touch people with them all like all over. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, so Top Gun. I I loved this movie. Like I I haven't seen it in probably probably since high school. So probably like age sixteen or seventeen. So it's been a long time since I've actually seen the movie. But it was very big for me when I you know we watched it on VHS and I had like models of airplane like literal model airplanes, but also like little diecast models that I would play with. And okay, like that. I like the phrase the literal models of airplanes. Well, because. You know, I think like a die cast thing you play with, that's not what you'd call a model airplane. Because that's model airplanes, you have right. to like, you have to st- stick them together with glue and they're very, it's like a puzzle. The decals, and, they always tear. Yeah, my, my dad and I would always cre- like build model airplanes together, but we both like, like I was little and so I had like no patience for it. And oh, he, yeah. I don't think he really liked it. He liked, you know, doing something with me that I liked. But he, so he would be like, like we would always get the ones that like didn't take glue, like that were just like snapped <laughs> together because uh-huh. we'd be like, oh, thank God. But what you're describing to me sounds like something that would appear on a brochure for a Republican congressional. I mean, it kind of was. <laughs> I was very, if this was a, you know... Just a father putting together a model airplane with his son. Well, I wonder, like... And they want tax cuts for the rich. (laughs) It's called trickle-down fatherhood. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't... See, the president is a good father of the country. (laughs) I wouldn't mind uh, kind of just discussing this from a propaganda standpoint, because, like, Reagan-era military rah 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 kind of thing i never really obviously i had no idea like, i don't I know how valid it that. is but i think i've always heard the urban legend that like the air force recruitment like skyrocketed because everyone right. wanted to be tom cruise this was like so cool but no one wants to be goose well yeah r.i.p i mean no one who wants to go into war and then die yeah that never happened that happens like 
five or Very six people, people per war. I do have to tell one more anecdote before we watch the movie. Um, so when I was maybe 16 or 17, uh, my friends and I went to a, a I think it was a ski trip. I can't remember if it was a summer camp or a ski trip, but one of these, I think it was a ski trip we went on and we inserted ourselves into the movie. Like we recorded over pieces of Top Gun. (laughs) So somewhere out there, there's a a VHS with uh, segments of the movie. Like, so there's a very famous volleyball scene towards the beginning of the movie. And I guess it's just supposed to be camaraderie between the guys. They're They're like playing, but they're all shirtless and very fit. There's a lot of shirtless mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and shirtless Val Kilmer, like launched thousands of homosexuals. Like I said. Yeah. And, uh, so we replaced that with us and it was mm-hmm. like, we filmed it, you know, we were going on a ski trip. It was the winter time and it was in Ohio where we filmed, filmed it. So we like found like a really terrible, uh, sand volleyball place in our hometown and like record us with our shirts off. Like I'm, you know, not in shape, like jumping around. And like, I still have a, like, I, there was like a huge scrape on my belly. Cause I like dove for something. And it was just like rock hard. Sand that we were. Anyway. Um, we thought it was really funny and the bus thought it was moderately funny <laughs> because mostly they were confused as to why we were insisting to watch Top Gun when everybody else was like, no, we're good. Let's watch this other. And then meanwhile, three guys. So you actually taped over the tape. Yes. Well, okay. we Amazing. recorded onto a different tape, the sure. third tape. So we, we filmed. <laughs> hey guys, scenes. don't you want to watch Top Gun? And they were like, no. And we're like, we have a special presentation. It's Top Gun. <laughs> and everybody was like, okay. So like half the people weren't paying attention. Right. And then we're all like, oh, no, look. It's coming up, and they're like, "What?" You're like looking. Up? You're giving the sidelong glances to everyone, like just to see if they're looking. And at the, the people screen. that did know the movie are like, "Why are you so excited about the volleyball scene coming up?" <laughs> Gaywad, mm. much? Yeah. Gaywad says what? I can't even say it. Because <laughs> anyway, I'm too gay to so say that trick. If I if I'm able to recover that tape, I'll definitely find a way to post it online. But uh, please do. <laughs> I think it'll be a real treat for I'm all. Sure, it's our definitely. Listeners not funny at all. And I'm sure it's very poorly tracked in a VHS <laughs> trap. Like um, anyway, uh, as of August of 2017, you can find Just Top Gun. Whole premise hit me like a wave. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this? It's very stupid. I don't know. Uh, shout out you to... You sat there through the whole movie waiting for this one scene for people to there notice? There was, I think, three scenes that we did. What um, was the other two? What we, were the other two? Thank you. One of the battle scenes, I think the one where Goose died. <laughs> we filmed over a bathtub with like little micro machines instead of the actual things. That's good. It was a very hot shots type, uh, you know, sure take on it. And then, uh, the end, I don't remember what else we did. Like we, I think I threw my, the dog, he throws the dog tags at the end, a goose's dog tags at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of animals in that sentence. Um, now the goose has a dog. <laughs> so, I can't remember what the joke was in the in the bit. I think I think it was I was wearing. I'm a, sure it was solid because he's wearing like a flight jacket, like a leather flight jacket, and I think I had like a baby's flight jacket that I was just wearing. <laughs> like a uh-huh. yeah, like way too small for me. I think that was the joke. I don't know. We were wow. again not not the best work ever, but um, as of August. 2017, uh, Top Gun is available on Amazon, so we're going to watch it there. Um, Watch the movie with us. We'll be back in a minute. So, Deej, tell me about your childhood. First. Oh. (laughs) I want to tell you. First, Damon, why don't you tell me a little bit about Patreon.com slash Junior Child is an Idiot. DJ, first off, I'd like to thank you and uh, the good people here at uh, Rutgers University. You're using debate delay <laughs> techniques, and it's not going to work, Mr. Answer the Question. DJ, I'm glad you asked. Patreon.com is a place where you can support things you love. And if you love this podcast, I do. you can... well. Yes, but you have a conflict of interest. Ah, yes. So legally, you cannot contribute. Okay. What if I pay you and you pay me? <laughs> you know that uh, I don't think there's anything illegal about it, but there is something <laughs> stupid. About it. Um, but you, dear listener, can contribute uh, a certain amount a month and get certain perks. Mm-hmm. You know when you're watching PBS and they start yammering on about tote bags and you change the channel? It's kind of like that. <laughs> 
brought to you by viewers bags, like you. But instead of tote bags and Faulty Towers DVDs, you can get uh, drawings by me. You can get songs sung to you by DJ. You yep. can get other things we've listed that I definitely know what they are. We'll say your name in the episodes. We'll, we'll do that. Feature your name in the credits of the podcast as well on iTunes. All kinds yeah. of stuff. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Just sort of took it right out of my hands. Just right ending there at the it end. as soon as possible. Goodbye. Funeral, and then maybe this is just the news of this week, but it sounds like a funeral dirge to America. It sounds like, wasn't it such a great country once? <clears throat> Sorry. It was such a Big great country change. before we elected that judge from a reality show, Judy? To be our president. Judge Judy? No. Just she's like she don't take no guff. Well, you know what she's I like a about no her? nonsense tough talker. That's what I like. You about just her. can't pee on her leg and tell her it's raining. That's yeah. what I like about her. Stupid is forever. <laughs> That's what she would say. You know what we are not talking about, Judge Judy. You know what we are talking about? Some other bullshit Judge propaganda. Joe Brown, Top Gun. Oh right, Damon. Recap oh, this movie. Oh, you want me to do you, it? No, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I said in the first half of this show yeah. that I couldn't remember the plot of this movie. I have literally watched this movie within the past mm, 30 minutes. Still can't? I still can't, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. We got the Navy, and they've got... <laughs> Wait, back up, back up, back up. First, we've In got... In 1776. First, we've got the United States of America. <laughs> Let's start there. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got Mav, Maverick, mm-hmm. Tom, John McCain. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, John McCain, and Sarah Palin all playing the same character. Mm-hmm. It's a very artistic film. Yeah. Um, they're at, like, they shoot him up real good on the, the battleship Galactica... They're really good. They get sent to Air Force Academy, a.k.a. Top Gun School. Yeah. Um, Only the best of the best of the best get to go there. Right. Yeah. And they make it in under the wire because some guy has a freak out. So Cougar. they're like, yeah, John Cougar Mellencamp. We, we get to go to school. And they go. And Daddy from Steel Magnolias is there, mm-hmm. as well as Hottie Boombody from The Accused. Wait, no. Who? I already regret my movie choice for Kelly McGillis. <laughs> um, Kelly McGillis is an instructor there, but Tom Cruise has a we really get, rapey vibe with her throughout the movie. Poor man's Jack Nicholson again. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, what's That's his name? Tom Michael Watson, Ironside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's there. Um, Featured in Free Willy. So well. what I like to say is that to me, August is Michael Ironside month. Mm-hmm. That's true for most of North America. That's true. I mean, I mean, for Protestants, it is. <laughs> Catholics, they celebrate it in June. Don't well, ask me why. Don't ask me why. Catholics are the one that have, like, Mars instead of Aries, right? <laughs> 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 the different names. No, well, for no, their Michael Cat- Ironside no, 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 no. month. You've got it all confused. Catholics are the ones where the buttons on the blazer are on the other oh, okay, side. Okay, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> You conflated Catholic with uh, women. women. <laughs> I like it. Um, so anyway, they go to shoot him up real good, plain style school. Uh, Tom Cruise oh, is yeah. the hotties uh, for... S-E-U-R-G. Mm-hmm. You're familiar. Yeah. Um, I don't have to tell you twice. <laughs> so, Surge school. Uh, they're there. Tom Cruise is mansplaining. He wants to bone one of his professors. She's real nice. Um... <laughs> ER gets dead real quick, and then there's like a problem over the mm-hmm. Indian Ocean, and they save the day. Yeah, and he. Oh, and and Batman from Batman Three is a real dick about it. Yeah, real science, Val Kilmer. Right. What else is he known for? Just I know there's others. Like, come on, Heat. Um, Heat. Top Secret. Is he in a vampire movie? 
own. I feel like he is, but I can't think of it. No, neither it, can it's I. Not, it's not Once Bitten. Top secret, though. Yeah, that's a good... It's a good movie. Is it? Maybe that's one we should watch. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Yeah, it's silly. It's a silly. Movie. No need to watch it. It's great. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, the basic gist of it. Obviously, there's that is a very basic gist. Um, a few more things in there, but uh, let's get to our uh, highlights and uh, not so high low lights. lights. They're called low lights. Christina Aguilera can call, tell you they're called low lights. Is that what? Does Remember when she was in her dirty, her oh, dirty yeah, face, and she had phase. the black hair under her blonde hair. There's a lot of fun things that I like forgot that come from this movie that are incorporated, not necessarily by me, but by other people into my life. Uh, have you had two thirds of a bottle of wine? I have, I have a friend who uh, answers his phone. Talk to me, goose. <laughs> Jeremiah. Nod to Jeremiah, friend Jeremiah, uh, which I enjoy. Um, there's a lot in the beginning, like the first third of this movie, there's a lot of you son of a bitch <laughs> moments. Cause that like, that's the whole thing is, is we're describing in the first, actually the, in the whole movie, a lot of tell don't show about how Maverick is the best motherfucking pilot on the fucking planet. If he would just get it together, uh, you know, if he would just not be so dangerous, Damon, and like, there's Don't only drag me into it. It's Maverick's choices. It's it's really uh, like laid on thick in the beginning, and it's like his um, principal Strickland is like his commanding officer in the in the first part of the movie, and then again yeah. again later, and he's like, <laughs> the whole thing is like, well, you're in deep shit, but goddamn, you're good. Get out of my office. And then. Uh, Fences does that too. Picket Fences, what's his name? <laughs> Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt does that as well as uh, poor man's Jack Nicholson. Uh, Michael, Michael Ironside. Ironside. Pot, now my brain is kicking in Ron Ironside, but that doesn't seem right, does it? Detective Ironside. <laughs> uh, I did write down that um, what I like about Tom Cruise as an actor is that he always plays the everyman. Like in this movie where he <laughs> plays a super confident, attractive ladies man um, Who's one of the best fighter pilots in the world? It's like I'm. I'm like, am I watching myself on TV? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's I don't great. remember being there, but this is definitely me <laughs> to a T. Yeah, it's just like I guess he definitely the doesn't. whole. And I feel like I feel like the whole movie, the first two thirds of the movie, are really like laying into it, and I can't tell if the movie really wants me to resent him for it. Or if I'm supposed to be like, yeah, what a fucking ballsy play by his own rules, motherfucker, we got on our hands. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't have so much development over the course of the movie as like a straight line and then a slight dip between the second and third act and then, and then a straight he line. Makes again. it back to being an, <laughs> a white, privileged, straight, attractive, able bodied man. He made With it. With a tooth in the center. With the tooth in the This center. is a thing you can't unsee, so if you're not already aware of this... I pointed it out at the beginning of the movie with the intent purpose of driving you and your wife slowly insane. Yeah, so uh, Tom Cruise's right front tooth, his right... Like, incisor. Incisor. It's called an incisor. Is lined up perfectly with the middle of his forehead. Yeah, all uh, his teeth are shifted like a quarter inch to the right. And they're they're very nice teeth, but like when he smiles and you get a straight on shot, it's really crazy. You it's like, "Oh." And this is a bit on the internet. I I I remembered it after you said it, but I I had kind of nobody had pointed out out right before I watched probably, Tom Cruise. Probably Curry's on movie. a cracked list. Yeah, it might be. Things you never noticed about celebrities or sure. something like that. Like Sylvester Stallone always has a syringe of steroids in his arm in every picture. <laughs> you just never... You just see it bobbing right out of frame. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing that's kind of crazy. Um, the whole beginning scene, so they're in uh, a, a, a Navy bar, right? Like after, <laughs> after they've done some sort of exercise shooting up people. Uh, and that's when they see... Being super confident, straight white guys. That's it, when uh, Goose and Mav come upon Kelly McGillis's character and who's just there to have a she's just there drink with a friend to have a drink with a friend who the friend who is actually what a uh, the um on-site 
uh, Navy guy, like actual pilot. Right. Who's the guy who actually the act, the guy who played this character, this non-speaking, non-speaking character was the guy who, um, inspired Tom Skerritt's character. Yeah. He's like a viper. He was an advisor on set. So his name is Peter Pettigrew. And yes. little known fact about him is that he can uh, turn into a rat. Yeah. So and he's he's got we don't nine like him, toes. right? Like he did something to Harry yeah. He Potter's betrayed uh, <laughs> he betrayed James and Lily Potter. That's a real shame. So what an asshole! Now then he cut off his hand to bring Voldemort back to physicality. Now I don't so, want to get off too far uh, on a side thing here, but um, can I have a butterbeer right now? Because that now oh that's all I want. Oh my God. Isn't it all you want though? It's really good. Um, We've tried to recreate it to no done. avail. Can't it can't be done by the, any means that mortal man has. We found a, uh, we found a, uh, um, cream soda that was pretty good. It wasn't like, I haven't had that cream soda and yeah. I wasn't there for the experience, but one, you're lying. Because one, cream soda, gross. Two. That's what butterbeer is on the bottom. Two. On the bottom. You're a liar. And cream soda is still gross. Reiterated. What? I've had too much to drink. Okay. Keep I'll, going. I'll cut all that. Uh, please. <laughs> please do. So they spot Kelly McGillis's character, and uh, I'm going to call her McGillicuddy at some yeah, point. Yeah, I noticed you were FYI. accidentally about to call her McGillicuddy. I've had nothing to drink. I mean, water. You're on a contact high for yeah. me. Um, and this is when they continually, continually harass her. Uh, they pull a classic trick, which is actually very in keeping oh, with uh, this junior high, thing. high school DJ and his friends, uh, where they surround her and sing... You've lost that love and feeling to her. Is that something you would do? Yeah. Surround Kelly McGillis and... I mean, it would usually not be like 20 guys and one lady, because even then, I like to think that I would have been like, well, this is just weird. I just want to sit down and talk to Kelly McGillis and was like, what was going through your head when the director was like, what's going to happen is you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of aggressively flirtatious guys, scream singing Righteous Brothers songs at you. And I want you to look really charmed. And she was like, I don't Go. want anything to do with any of these Ds surrounding me. But I sure hope they don't kill my character <laughs> yes. in a ladies' bathroom later. Here's a fun anecdote. Um, <laughs> the principal of my high school is named Cecil Eugene Bennington. Um, was he from the 1800s? And it just he went like by Eugene Bennington. His name was Cecil word? Eugene Bennington. He went by Eugene Bennington and was frustrated that we found out that his first name was Cecil. <laughs> Which I think is actually better than Eugene, but anyway. I don't know. Um, he, so he, we, on some dance, I think it was the, actually, I think it was the mother-son dance because it was a just, oh. just a bunch of uh, my dude friends were at this restaurant with our moms. Um, we all like went together and... We were eating. It was like the nice restaurant in where I grew up, and uh, yeah, Cecil Eugene was at the same restaurant, and we all spotted him, and he didn't see us because he was like in another room, and and so we sang this to him. We all just came out, and I can't remember who started it, but just one person came out and was like, "You never close your eyes," and then we all came out and sang. He thought it was pretty charming, and in retrospect. That's kind of a funny, uh, weird thing to do to your principal. <laughs> I don't uh, know what else you would do besides be like, all right, guys. What you don't know is that Cecil Eugene filed a police report that very night. Um, the other thing oh, that... So they, <laughs> so they surround her and scream, sing that song at her. And then she goes to the restroom... Yes. Well, actually, I want to point out, she goes and has drinks with her friend, Peter Pettigrew. And right. what I did notice was Tom Cruise took that as a personal, maybe not attack, but he was like, way to go. She was here with someone else the whole time. What an asshole I am. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fine. You don't have to like take it as a personal attack <laughs> that she came with someone else when she was just a single woman at a bar. Um, and then she goes to the bathroom and Tom Cruise takes it upon himself to enter the ladies room. And then, uh, lean over her while she's like up against the counter and then just proceed to say, Oh, can we just fuck on this counter? 
Well, she said it first. She's. I mean, she did, but it was just like I'm not excusing you can it. tell. Like she was yeah. like, "What are we supposed to do? Just fuck on the floor?" And yeah. he's like, "Well, I was thinking we could fuck on the counter." I'm like, "Dude, read the room." Like as and a I want to specify that the joke. room is a ladies' yeah. room that you have crept into. So that was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was the the whole this whole first uh, the beginning of the movie is a lot more homoerotic and assaulty than I than I remember. It's, it's both homoerotic and heteroerotic in ways that are very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, homoerotic in a way that's uncomfortable and that it is arousing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, well, yeah, there's a lot of, like, very um, warm-looking men. <laughs> Just a lot of sweat. Leaning over each other yeah. constantly throughout yeah. this movie. You- in, like... Rooms with like blinds with a sunset behind it. And I'm like, movie, cool it for a minute. You, like, let's take a cold shower. Before you made a good point. You're like, you're like, if we put this movie on mute, you would think this was a gay porn that like before the stripping heart. Happened. And then I think after I said that, someone's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come in him real deep or something like. Really they were like, twisted. I've got a boner right, or I've got a heart on right now. I got and you a were heart like, on or right now. not like, on mute, or just do whatever you want. <laughs> um. She went along with the bet because uh, they they had made it. No, and uh, another thing, making the whole thing creepy is that oh, went along is that with the, oh. Goose and Maverick had made a bet that he could what go home with somebody. Like it, that was the whole joke. go home with somebody, but then like specifically her. And like then, I feel like I could give the hey, I want to make a bet. Like I can go home with someone. Like I can put that in a weird still rapey gray area but when it turns into like i'm gonna make a bet with you that one of us goes home with this lady i'm like okay we are in a conclusive like rapey vibe yeah stop it you don't red. follow women into the bathroom it's a red square don't enter this square uh yeah and then so she i don't know and it's not i, I don't know if they we're supposed to have discussed it or something, but uh, she comes out and says to Goose, your friend was wonderful or something. And so he pretends that they had sex or something. I feel so like I the whole he's thing... He's cheated on his bet, man. Right. Um, and also, like, Goose is married? Yes. But, so, yeah, that's that's the weird thing is that, like, when they're first discussing it, it sounds like they're betting if each other can take somebody home. So it's just betting if Tom Cruise is awesome. I guess, yeah. The whole, uh, all of the, <laughs> all of the Top Gun students have a very, maybe this is why I like relate them to me and my friends. They have a very like bratty middle schooler like <laughs> attitude. You know, they're all like full grown adults. I mean, maybe they're young. They're supposed to be, you know, what young twenties or something. But I mean, yeah. But they're like, just like snarky and asshole. Like, which I guess is pilots are supposed to be that way. Like that's their stereotype. Is that they're like cocky hot shot. I imagine you know, like also if you're in Top Gun school, yeah, you're the best Top Gun of the high. Best. You're the best of the hot, best yeah. of the high, best of the best. Did you ever go to any like air shows when you were? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I went to one maybe when I lived in Texas. I yeah. feel like it was a common occurrence, and my dad, my dad, like any dad, loves war, and so <laughs> I don't know if so, any dad. It's true. I don't know. I mean. Dad of of that age of like, I mean, our parents. It's age not like my dad is a member of the greatest generation. Like, yeah, my dad is a little older, but my dad loves planes. My dad loves the History Channel. My dad yeah. loves killing Nazis. Like my dad, he. That's a refreshing he, change from the that's current true. political climate. Um, so I mean, my dad loves war, and so he, I think it really hurts him that his both his sons are like. Like, at best, you can round us up to pacifists, but it's really just, like, apathy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apathetic nonviolence. <laughs> right. Like, must I be involved? <laughs> but I think we did go to an air show when I was a kid, maybe when we lived in Texas. So, uh, where I'm from in Dayton, Ohio, is home to the... Uh, home to the air. That's where the Wright brothers were from. They were from 
nearby in Dayton. They they I didn't fly would, there. I knew you would throw that. There's in the my whole face thing with North Carolina first in flight and <laughs> Ohio is the birthplace of aviation. I don't care. I'm just saying they were born nearby, so there's a lot of stuff. And I think they, it says a lot that they left the state to go fly. You know what I mean? Well, like they were like, well, let's get the fuck out of here and get to Kitty. I'm home. gonna give you a choice on where to fly. Maybe fly your plane here in Ohio or on the beach. You're gonna pick the beach. <laughs> um, they just wanted a vacation. You just need that from their bicycle shop. Need that ocean breeze. Ocean. Um, so there's the uh, Air and Space Museum, which is. Uh, or whatever it's called, uh, Dayton International, whatever. It's the, it's. You're really selling it. It's awesome. It's really cool. But it's the thing I went to like every year as a kid. And so, uh-huh. like, people are like, it's one of those things that are where if Dayton had a lot of tourism, but it's like the thing that people come to Dayton for if they're tourists. Right. But, uh, you know, we didn't really care that much. It's like if I grew up here and people were like, you ever been to Broadway? I'd be like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Um, we would go to that a lot. And that's, you know, aviation. There's like F-14s and F-18s and stuff hanging up. But there's also a lot more space stuff. But then they'd have, uh, at the airport, they'd have a big giant air show. And it's like one of the biggest in the country. I don't know where how that ranks. But it like it was, you know, and, and the people that always come to the air shows, the Blue Angels and or the Thunderbirds would come and do their cool thing. And uh, there was... Uh, where I grew up, my dad's uh, company was like next to a really small airport and some of them would come practice there. Mm-hmm. And so we would just like set up on this, like set up lawn chairs on the hill and watch them practice for free, which was really cool too. Um, so I have a lot of like childhood memories of being like, wow, as like F-14s zoom overhead and also sometimes crash. Did they have the red, white, and blue smoke come out? Um, yeah, probably at some point. Oh, I don't know. That's my favorite part. Is the smoke? Man, why are you so obsessed with the chemtrails? <laughs> They're just brainwashing you, bro. I've been trained to be obsessed with them. Yeah. So, I mean, all this does bring, like, it brings back memories of being like, whoa, and like watching like the fake kind of dog fights as they right. zip around. I don't know. That's... That's all pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty good propaganda as propaganda goes. I mean, it's cool that we can use huge amounts of fuel to send uh, mechanized vehicles out into the stratosphere and fly around and shoot like ballistics at each other. Hey, Damon, I feel like that was a pretty good uh, back and forth. We just had permission to buzz the tower. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know what to do. Spill your coffee on yourself and get mad. Ah, God damn it. Maverick. I want butts. Doesn't he say I want butts? I at want some, some point? butts. He says. I've said that before. I'm. I was actually going to ask you if you could please, please work that into your just your romantic life. My personal love yeah. making. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want some butts. I want some butts. Yeah, I know. I'm going to. Um, I do want to talk about the infamous volleyball scene. Playing with the boys. I wanted to gay porn. Still make a point that <laughs> another funny thing. <laughs> Is that uh, a couple of my friends from high school will also do that anytime we play volleyball? They start singing, playing with the boys, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Um, one thing that I was point- that I noticed uh, is that it's Goose and Mav, yeah, fighting against Iceman and Slider. Gross. It's a Slider. small hamburger <laughs> or chicken burger. Doesn't. Uh, they're playing against each other, and I mean. It's sort of pointing out that they're nemeses, they're across the net from each other, but I couldn't help but like piece together the unfilmed scene that must have happened beforehand, which is like, even though they're nemeses, like at some point someone had to say, hey, you want to go play volleyball out in the courtyard? <laughs> like at some point, like, is that really something that these you've two never, characters would do? You've never played volleyball? I already with- can tell you, no. <laughs> you've never played <laughs> No volley- matter who oh. is after that with, No. You ever played volleyball with someone you don't like? Actually, I did play volleyball uh, in gym class, which yes. is the only place. I, I feel like we've told we've told these stories before. I feel like we've had a volleyball story. How do you somewhere. know? I don't know because do you know what happens to me vaguely. that I hit that guy. Yeah, yeah, same story. One well, and then the same, same thing, fucking story. There was a guy, the Doug, that hit the uh, the the ball so hard that or he like fell against the net, and then the, the like net fell against Leanne's face, gave her a bloody nose. Yeah, this all seems fucking familiar. I, the story that I don't think I did tell is that, and she I want to, and I want to say this in a, in a way that is 
not revealing to any of my family that might listen who I'm talking about. But there was like a certain family gathering that would happen uh, once a year, and we would go, and there was two people that I, they were like friends of not super close family members. So like, okay. I knew them just from this party every year. That's it. And they were- They came every year, they despite were not really being relatives. crazy serious about volleyball. Like, and everybody else was like literally holding drinks in their hand while they played volleyball <laughs> and they would just get, there's late. always that guy. That's yeah. what drives me away from like friendly yeah. sports is there's always, if there's just one of those people, it ruins the whole thing. Well, in this case, in, in uh, playing with the boys, top gun, all four of these guys are that guy, you know? That. Oh yeah. No they're, one had a drink in their hands. They're going whole hog. Although, I mean, if I have to put someone in that role, it's I'd case. have to put it... No, oh. I'd have to put it on Tom Cruise because he's playing in jeans. He is shirtless, but with Full jeans. Full jeans. Yeah. The creepiest people I've ever seen. Like, the pe- creepiest people in the world. I'm going to categorize this <laughs> okay. in ascending order. Okay. Number three. Mm-hmm. Pedophiles. Sure. Creepy. Right? Number three? Right? Hold on. Wait, okay. I'm working up. Number two. Murderers. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. You ready for number one? Yeah. People who wear jeans at the gym. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? They're probably in. Can those you just imagine those hems, the seams, like rubbing against your skin? I don't like to wear jeans if it's over sixty-five degrees I <laughs> Fahrenheit outside. So I can't Thank relate. You for clarifying Fahrenheit, <laughs> not Kelvin, not Kelvin. No. This is about the time we get the chomp. The. <sighs> Which I don't even want to do again because it made me creep out. Ah, now you're doing it. I don't like that. Oh, I actually I just lost three teeth in this process. <laughs> what is that? Like, what is the dialogue that go? I'm trying to remember the dialogue that happens before that. It's oh, like, I don't know. It's like, I, what are you doing after the show? And he's like, well, No, he's like, you're you're dangerous. And he's like, Yeah, I am dangerous. Ice. And then he like flicks a, some fake dust off his shoulder. Yeah. Man. And then he's like, chomps back at him. Ugh. God, I pointed out how I don't like that, and we've oh, done it so I many I don't times. like it either, but I just can't stop doing it. Something that happens in this movie a lot, <laughs> which I didn't recognize any other time I've seen it, is the reusing of music cues. Oh, there I've... are about six songs in this movie. There's, <laughs> there's, uh, Let's go ahead. Yeah, there's um, the theme, Top Gun theme. And that's yep. how the movie starts, and then goes immediately into Danger Zone. Uh, now there was some oh, argument whether it's highway into the danger zone or riding it into the danger zone. I think zone. it's both. I think he's. I think he's, the song is like the beginning is highway to the danger. We could easily look this up. Then he's like gonna take it right into Down the yeah. danger zone. I think no guarantees on that. What if he's asking? Can't be bothered if to look it up. Weighs the danger zone like he's like putting it on a scale. Oh. Highway. To the danger zone. <laughs> Didn't really think that one through. Uh, then there's, uh, there's, uh, take my breath away, which gets a lot, jump, of, jump, a lot jump. more play. It's not just the time that they make sweet, sweet love. It's all like a lot of other times all around it. Just riding a motorcycle can can trigger take my breath yeah. away. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be like the theme there of their love, but it's like played in. <laughs> Don't act like that wasn't ridiculous. Well, I just... It's definitely the theme of their love. Well, I think it is. It's supposed to be, like, their couple theme. But, it's their fucking theme. But, yeah, but they're, it's also boning, played boning at a music. lot of different times and a lot of weird cues for it. Well, I did like um, your wife pointed out, Lauren, mm-hmm. very nice lady, um, she pointed out that while there, there's, an ins- there's, like, a scene when, when Mav, goo, ice... <laughs> Sly, Vipe, and Charlie are in class, and Charlie, Kelly McGillis, McGillicuddy, um, she um, is criticizing Maverick. Yeah. And the music starts, and we're like, are they gonna, are they gonna start fucking any moment now? Yeah. And they, like, have an argument, and she, like, and Mav leaves the class, and she follows him, and he, like, rides away on his motorcycle, and she follows him in her, like, 1930s coupe. She has a cool car. And, um... Then they like fight, fight some more in the street, and then he kisses her, and then like the the blue, blue lit 
fucking seen it yeah. is in there and and Lauren was like, did they just start the song because they knew five minutes from now they'd be fucking? Yeah. And they just, like, worked their way backwards? It's, you, you know, you can fade it out. You, you, can, know, you can fade it in wherever you, you want. You have to, like, uh, it was, yeah, it was so much of the song per, per time. It was weird. Like, they, could, I feel like that whole scene of them, of her, like, him getting mad at her because she called him out in front of everybody uh, was actually severely undercut by that song because you're like you're thinking you're like wait what because i right. mean it does involve it's distracting it does involve those two characters but it's it's a different emotion it's showing their conflict that is inevitably going to be resolved right. by which you know they could have started fading it in when they're they like you know are fighting at the car and she says she couldn't say how she also thought he was an inspiring fighter because she didn't want other people to realize that she had fallen for him that her like it makes sense had there been taken away yeah. anyway and then <laughs> we've also got uh the guitar thing like the the little there's like a guitar theme that's not but it's like right. for emotional moments like when goose dies and and all the other things they're playing the same and they use that like five times in the movie and not just it's not Goose's theme because they also play it when he's like sad about other the stuff. The haunting Goose theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, a literal Goose. Yeah. <laughs> goose theme. And then what else do we got? We have uh, playing with the boys. Sure. But that only comes up that one time, Just right? volleyball. Yeah, that's Just it. for sexy volleyballs. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's why it was so distracting. There were so all few the songs. songs. Yeah. I I was I asked the question at one point like did they just not have enough songs in 1986? You what? only have so many tracks. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Uh, one thing I mean that goes back to I feel like I'm going to be Kelly McGillis. What? See, I, I Kelly McGillis. Cutty. Kelly McGillis's champion. I'm trying to be at least is that there's there's this story for her that it feels like there were several scenes just cut out. And at yeah. one point, Tom Cruise just turns to her and says, I heard you got that big job in Washington. And, and we we're supposed like, to yeah. take that to mean, like, she's moving away, and that's that. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Where did that come from? Yeah, You they- can't just throw in conflict as, like, a passing mention. And it just feels like her character was... I, I mean, maybe my, one of my main complaints of the movie is that it seems like they were really torn between making it a romance between these two characters and making it about, you know, Maverick and, you know, him being dangerous and not taking other people's needs into account. Yeah. Losing a friend in the process. Goose. Um, Ooh. The haunting goose theme. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But then, like, it feels like the first half of the movie is about him and Kelly McGillis, and then the last half they're like, switch it, I wanted to make this other Air Force movie where it's actually about him and his own personal problems. And she just sort of gets regulated to the back, and it's like, oh, I heard you were moving away. Well, I got this goose problem I'm dealing with. Well, and thank God, because because the third act fight fight scene with her just on the ground and him just like shooting her with Tomcat missiles <laughs> is not as exciting as what actually happened. You'd be surprised the way they filmed it. Um, I just, I just wrote down here military points because we weren't sure how they were doing their point system. In I their assumed it was like Hogwarts. Training like exercises. Gryffindor gets so many points. Slytherin gets so many points. You get military points. Here you go. Oprah was there. It was very like, uh, like the, the tournament scene in, in karate kid where we're like, I feel like they're just making these. There might be just some rules they're making up as the rounds go. Um, they also mansplained. They had an early scene where I guess yeah. it's supposed to be charmed by Maverick, but it's just him mansplaining planes to the aeronautics engineer played by Kelly McGillicuddy. True. And I Although, was like, in this particular case, he is right. He is right because yeah. the movie is written by a man yes. who's like, oh, isn't Tom Cruise awesome? Yes, this is true. And yeah. isn't it cool when he follows a woman into the ladies' room and sort of corners her <laughs> and true. she finds it really charming because women... The movie is definitely on his side. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Um, 
We need to address something fairly important here, Damon, and that is... God. Oh, no. Look, I've, I am not you, in the military. I don't fly planes. I don't feel like I should know this. Let's talk about your understanding of the <sighs> clock directional system. Hey, Damon, there's something at your 6 o'clock. Um, it's behind me, I guess? <laughs> yes. The but it's clock? not under me. No, yeah, Damon. But I feel like it's just as stupid. I feel like you're mocking me for thinking it was vertical rather than horizontal. When the whole thing is like, I'm in the goddamn air. Things can be under me and above me. Yes, but you use the clock system not just in, in the air. You use it on the ground. No, First off, no one but dads are using it on the ground. <laughs> No one who who doesn't really like war, as I've stated earlier, yeah. as dads are wont to do, <laughs> is using the 12 o'clock high. No one's saying that on so the ground. I feel like I'm not doing a good job for our Fine. listeners. Explain. Fine. I want to explain. Tell them how I'm wrong. Da- Damon thought that it was like a clock, which in your... In your defense, that's how a clock would appear Don't to you. Don't defend me. I can do that myself. Like a clock face facing you. So, right. like, like a, you know, like... Like you would look at a clock. Vertical, yeah. Like so, you would look at a clock. So if something's, hey, Damon, 12 o'clock, and you didn't say something that flies, he would be very confused because he would look straight <laughs> up, assuming that that's where 12 o'clock Well, you know, DJ, I feel like you're in your ivory tower where you were raised in houses where all the clocks were on the ground so you could <laughs> automatically understand how, how the clock system worked in flying. <laughs> Something's on your uh, my, six. Oh, my I got defense, my feet. My defense was that, and I learned the clock system from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, <laughs> yeah. where it seems like Harrison Ford is explaining it in, in a vertical yeah. system rather than a horizontal well, he's, system. We, just, we decided he's he's just doing because his dad, Sean Connery, is sitting behind him, so he's doing it in the air to kind of show him. But I would argue if... A man behind you has already confused it for the literal time, maybe doing it, oh, well, I'm just doing this vertically for his sake, may not be the best way to handle it. He's doing it it less vertically and more like at an angle so that he can see it. Like if the clock were tilted (laughs) at 45 degrees. Now, when I say 45, (laughs) let's talk about the cork board in the sauna room. (laughs) So... There's a scene um, where um, Maverick, it's after Maverick loses an exercise or something, and, and so he's bummed he, out. No, he doesn't lose Goose yet because Goose is no Goose is there, and they're. It seems like they're just in like outside the showers. They've all taken showers. They're all in they're towels. All, they're it's all in towels. Steamy in there. It's very, but it's very steamy, and they're all just standing around. And you pointed out that director Tony Scott has never seen someone a man just stand, stand casually. Um, Everyone looks like they have spina bifida, or they're all tying their shoes that aren't. Or on. they're in like a Renaissance painting or something. <laughs> they're all very weirdly posed. They're all the the amazing thing is they're all in poses that the disciples have taken in the Last Supper, and then. I decided just mentally, I did some of that like mental movie uh, gymnastics where I was like, oh, maybe it's a sauna. And then I said something to that effect, and you're like, there's a cork board in there with like papers on it, which is a very thing, weird thing to put in a sauna. If Here's it the were thing a about sauna. movies that even you can't like count out movies being as stupid as you might think they are. Like, right. That might still be a sauna. Right. But the fact that they have a cork board in there, like all the paper would wilt and fold in on itself yes. and like tear and then and fall off. It's you'll nonsense. never know when the volleyball game But it still game might is. be a sauna. That's true. Yeah. That's how they found out about the volleyball game. It was on the cork board. Yeah. Um, or like a local theater production of like uh, My Antonia. I only have a couple more things. I'll burn through them here. Please, uh, by all means. The Russian MiGs, which is their fighter jets, um, have Madonna headset mics. They have little <laughs> mics. Every time on they the plane, flew by. They have this little uh, protrusion. I don't know what it really is, but it, it looks like uh, like a virgin. Yeah, yeah. blonde ambition. You know, '90s Garth Brooks, uh, late '90s. Mm, let's go with Madonna. Late '90s Britney Spears. Um, mm. Tim Robbins, all over this movie. Like, uh, is he? 
Yeah, that whole last scene, like he is. I mean, yeah, that's not all over this movie. The last scene and the first scene are not all over this movie. Well, for Tim Robbins, who later became a giant <laughs> movie star, that I, I don't feel like a lot of people recognize that he was in this movie. Maybe I mean, it's just I don't me. even know if you've seen. That was with a very his Donald Trump thing because I didn't know that he was in this movie. So I'm like, a lot of people didn't know he was in this movie. <laughs> no one knew healthcare would be so complicated, yeah. or that Tim Robbins would be in <laughs> Top Gun. Maybe everybody knew, but I didn't know, and. uh he he has uh he's his um his goose in the last scene his his radio right, radar his technician yeah. yeah I guess that's what it yeah. is um yeah I don't think even it has his mask off so I think it's very early yeah, in his career not till the very end yeah because um, if it was late Tim Robbins he'd have that mask off he'd have his jacket unbuttoned yeah, a little bit scene. show us a little bit of what want yeah. He'd be in that sauna scene I'll tell you that oh much. yeah leaning uncomfortably against something <laughs> he's very tall um. <laughs> Okay. Well, he's got to duck down. Um, when he threw it, so there's a, an iconic scene where like uh, Mav has his has his groove back. Stella has her groove back. And yeah. He's so fucked Tay Diggs. He throws Goose's dog tags into the ocean. <laughs> and we all, yeah, even though I knew that was coming, we all were like, hey, I feel like his wife would want those. <laughs> Maybe we should confer with her before we start throwing his belongings into the ocean. Yeah. And then that's um, like it's not the the last shot, but it's sort of the no, last, it's like it's sort of the, the sort of last, last uh, after the last you know, army shot, fighty mm-hmm. fighty shot. Yeah, he's on, he's still on the aircraft carrier yeah. before he goes home. Before um, he goes to take uh, Kelly McGillicuddy to Pound Town. One time, one time I thought about, um, or while we were watching this, I thought about something I hadn't really really thought about before, which is just how many aircraft must be at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Cause like oh, just because they're crashing all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like obviously this is a movie, but even in the service of this movie, uh, one of the guys who was doing one of the stunts uh, died. Well, he he was never found. His aircraft was never found. Uh, but he was doing that flat spin that that Goose and Maverick get in. That that is where Goose dies. Is that Coogs? Um, no, they're like when when Goose dies and the scene where Goose oh, dies, yeah. like the the. F-14 goes in a flat spin, which is like a really dangerous maneuver to do. And apparently he, he crashed, like he went into the ocean and they never found him. They never found his airplane, which is not funny, but it's like, uh, oh yeah, this is all super dangerous. All the stunts they're doing. Right. Um, and I was thinking, you know, like all the world war two of all things and like, there must be so many aircraft just sitting at the bottom. Yeah, I would imagine that the Pacific Ocean is just littered with a bunch of like shark-faced planes. Yeah. So what right. you th- what you think? What do you got? I mean, it's hard to for me to say. I mean, I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise character, like many Tom Cruise characters, is a dick. And yeah. sometimes in Tom Cruise movies, the movie is aware he's a dick. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of like the one that springs to mind is like War of the Worlds, the most recent, uh, the 2000 yeah. mm-hmm. something War of the Worlds, where it's like the movie is aware he's a shitty father. Right. This it's one, part of like, story arc. I don't think the movie's aware that he's kind of a rapey jack off. It's kind of, yeah, it's sort of more, he's supposed to be sort of like roguish. I, I think the movie really wants me to be like, wow, I wish I could corner women in a ladies' room. Um, they're, they're thinking he's Han Solo, but right. he's, he's not that charming. Like, yeah. he's not as charming. He's not a scruffy-looking nerf herder at all. Like, a little charming in this movie, but it's a little bit It's not more... even scruffy-looking. Well, he's got that tooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, and that's... I mean, I don't want to, like, criticize a movie based on the time it's from, but there's also, like, I feel like... Hey, I feel like it should be obvious. Don't go into women's restrooms. Leave them alone. Yeah. If they don't want you around, go fuck off. But Go you fuck know, any other lady, 1985 Tom Cruise. But you know, she said she didn't want me around, but she really wanted But I know the things that she wants better than she does. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, and so his character really just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I mean, for that, those two reasons, just being an asshole and being a rapey asshole. Like, those two things rub me the wrong way immediately. I feel like if the movie really... I don't... I feel like the movie is a little bit aware that he is an asshole. Yeah. Because it kills Goose as punishment. Right. Um, But I feel like if that death had come a little bit earlier... He could have 
it could have like won arc. me over a little bit. Yeah, the arc yeah. would have been a little bit better, but it feels like, like you said earlier, it's like, uh, he's a pretty static character and then he takes a dip and then he's back to being an asshole again. Yeah. He made it. Well, I think the the movie wants us to think that he's not an asshole any longer. He's just, he's got his confidence back, but he's learned from it. But he's learned not, that sometimes someone else will die from your mistakes. Yeah, but there's not really, it doesn't really present that very well. Yeah. And I mean, the plot, there's a reason I didn't remember the plot of this movie, both from when I watched it 10 years ago and now, is that it's very loosey-goosey. Pardon the pun. Um, R.I.P. Um, in that it's just sort of like a bunch of stuff happening until the end, and it's like, oh, shit, we got something to do. Come on, guys, let's get to work. Yeah. Um, but I think my conclusion would be, like, it's a fine movie, but we can all just fucking calm down for a minute about it. <laughs> I definitely don't want a sequel. Uh, Are we doing a sequel? Yeah. Oh, uh, they've been threatening sequels for everything. Yeah. I hope yeah. Goose comes back in the sequel. Like he emerges Whoa. from the ocean and he's like, oh, Maverick, I've got to tell you something about your dad. It's like a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. <laughs> um, in the moonlight, he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> like you accepted it. Like that's the premise. Like, oh, geez. I can't believe you wrote that. In. I knew they would do this. Thanks a lot, Jerry Brockheimer. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I would say let's, I already said it. Let's all fucking calm down. It's not that great of a movie. I don't yeah. think it does feel like propaganda. Like What's it your... feels like, uh, back yeah. off America, the beautiful. That's enough. The two things I noticed now that I didn't, when I was younger are, the propaganda of it all, like which uh, we spoke at the at beginning of the show about that, that I that I never really recognized that as a kid, of course. But now right. I, I definitely, even during while I was watching it, I didn't really think about that. But then as soon as it is over, I feel like a little icky about it, where I'm like, ooh. And then when we read some of the trivia about it, it's like it was like the Navy was letting them use so many planes, and like they so they had basically script privileges script oversight uh-huh. to like change some things some of it was you know like pretty reasonable stuff but some of it was like you know they changed kelly mcgillis's character to a civilian because they can't have relations in the military stuff like that is kind of okay but then there was other stuff where it's like what else did they change that we don't know about that was right. like trying to present the military in the best light and then the other thing was just like how much how immature like all the pilots are and how immature like the tom cruise character is like he he comes off like a bratty little kid to me. Like, yeah. And, you know, compared to how old I am now, he is like, you know, 15 years younger than me. He's a bratty little kid. But, like, he, it's just like, oh, what a cocky little asshole that guy is. I hope someone kills his friend one day. And then they That's did. what you said. Well, I spoke in anger. I shouldn't have. Um, so what do you think? Was your I mean, child an idiot? I don't think I can go far enough to say as an idiot. I think your inner child is fine. Your inner child is fine. Um, and the main thing that carries this is the stunt sequences are still pretty fucking cool. Like the 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 battle sequences and the like, just the the things that Tom Cruise was not involved in at all, other than <laughs> I mean, actually did the you know shooting to the cockpit and people looking around and like talking in dialogue. Uh, like it was pretty cool. Like it was it was really well done. The like the rest of it was like pretty hit and miss. I don't know. I'm glad you brought that up because we would have passed by without talking about it. But yeah, I had trouble following the action sequences, knowing where people were in relation to each other and, and sort of basic things like that, or even like what the goal was half the time. Like at the end we had to pause the movie and I, I was like, wait, are they like, what are they doing again? Like, why are they trapped in this like air fight with a bunch of MIGs? Maybe this is just like some like, weird savant energy like i have from like leftover from when i watched this as a kid Rain i know i had no trouble following it and i was explaining it to you guys and right. i don't like i don't know why i knew that i don't know what in the movie i mean they did say like hey they're 250 miles from the from the character right the they carrier. did say that but then i but it was I expected the, like i would see something that they were like you know yeah, escorting they didn't or show whatever it. and i was like so are we and just it was, fighting planes now? it was just one line too it's not right. like they like telegraph that or or like were very obvious with it it's just like and they're like oh they're 150 miles away from the carrier and you're and you're like what what are you talking about and like are they where they launched from and it's like no they're from the one they're supposed to be protecting and uh 
I could see where that happened, but for some reason I was following it. No problem. Right, and I won't say that the action sequences aren't thrilling. Yes. It's just like the stakes I kept forgetting. Like, what are we doing again? Is this a training exercise or is this real life? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, So I had had some trouble in that regard. Yeah, and that is a little confusing because... Or being... I think I had to ask you, like, why did their plane just start spinning all of a sudden? Right, And yeah. you had to be like, oh, well, they were close, too close behind Val Kilmer, and they had to do this and this yeah. and this. And there's, like, there's a tiny amount of, like, residual, I was super into airplanes when I was right. little, knowledge, like, kicking around in my head, but most of it's just from the movie, but maybe I, like that locked in a little, a little better for me because I was obsessed with this. You know what I mean? When I was a little right. kid. I don't know, like, if you had said what kind of planes are they flying i would have been like i don't know but now i know they're f-14s because they said it once i guarantee you as a kid you would have known that they were f-14s yeah yeah exactly so like you know that's probably just coming back to me but um what do you think are you you, what's your verdict i mean i i mean i i would say your inner child is not an idiot thank you but like can we all cool it for a minute do people I mean, I was really into this, but I, would, I wouldn't have presented this to you I feel like people being like, certain, you're going to love this, Damon. I think people of a certain age would say, oh, man, Top Gun, man. Yeah. Yes. Like your roommate in college. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not Turns sure. Turns out he just really liked Take My Breath Away. He just wa- And like, he gets to hear it five times throughout the movie. He so. kept pausing it during the volleyball scene. <laughs> I don't know why. Brandon, if you're listening to this, that's not true. You're a great guy, and you're not uh, into volleyball guys. Or maybe you are. I don't know. Special bonus, we watched a little bit of YouTube footage of the Top Gun Nintendo game, which <laughs> I remembered <laughs> playing. At, the main thing I remembered is getting so mad when I had to do the refueling. In, like Every two or three levels, you have to... Re- refuel in midair and it's a very you know it's nintendo original nintendo so it's 8-bit it's you know uh not super great graphics and then you just have to line up with this nozzle and it's basically it's like <laughs> left right slow down left right and then it's like failed and every time i'd be like mother i mean whatever the eight-year-old equivalent of screaming motherfucker was sheesh sheesh oh my she <laughs> this was before public school so it probably was something like that oh man but this was about the time where I used to get grounded from playing Nintendo because I would get really mad and I would bite the I've controller. Seen it oh. I would bite it. Yeah. Didn't know about that, but I have seen you get really mad playing Nintendo. Oh, I still okay. get really mad. That's when I have to... Now I'm old enough... Well, maybe not always, but uh, where I try to be like, listen, this is my free time <laughs> and I'm really mad right now for no reason. Right. I'm just playing Lego Batman and I'm getting so mad for no reason. <laughs> Let's stop and read a book. Um but then you read Mein Kampf and get really mad, oh, too. Oh, God. And then I read Twitter, and it just all goes to hell. That's not a book. <laughs> that is not a book. I mean, but it's weird that it was the second book that came to your mind. <laughs> After Mein Kampf. it's weird Kampf. that the Mein Kampf was the first book that came to my mind. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, what do you think, everybody? Give us a call, 615-576-0525. Um, if you say something that we find interesting, we'll put it on the podcast. <laughs> Um, I don't want to make any promises. Um, you can We're not also, just going to be putting anything on this fucking thing. You can uh, email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. You can find us at yourinnerchildisanidiot.com as well. Um, you can, that's where you can support us. It goes straight to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot. Thank you to our current patrons, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Joshua Nicholson, and Jonathan Day. You guys are awesome. If you want to join them being awesome, you can support us at patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot. Where else can they find us, Damon? They can find us on Twitter, Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find Damon on Twitter. At Damon's Anth. You can find me on Twitter at DJ Phillips. You can find us on Facebook. Just, I don't know, searching the thing. You know, uh, you asked me a question and then you answered well, it yourself. You took so I long. I feel answering. like a real Kelly McGillis, Tom Cruise type thing. In fact, I didn't even realize we recorded this from a lady's restroom. One thing that uh, you're doing right now by pissing me off is you're riding straight into the danger zone. <laughs>